Hey everyone, welcome to episode 18 of Student Radio Stories. This episode is an interview episode with Mark Hoskin. Mark is a graduate of Student Radio and also currently working as a promotions coordinator at Renegade Music and is the chart show officer for the Student Radio Association. Mark has also over time had a variety of roles in the radio industry. Let's get into the interview. I'm here with Mark Hoskin. So, Mark, what are your current jobs and roles now in the radio industry? So, at the moment, I'm sort of all over the place. So, my full-time job is at a company called Renegade Music. They're more music-based rather than um, sort of set in the radio industry, but we work with uh, major labels to sort of represent the label and their music in um, the club world, the student media world, and retail. So, it's sort of towards, like, the younger demographics and then working with all sorts of labels, all sorts of music. Um, other roles, I'm at the SRA as the charge officer, and then I volunteer at a station in Watford called Vibe 107.6, um, and look after a show called Raw Vibes there, which is predominantly new music and uh, local, local music focused. Oh, cool, you're very busy. Yeah, 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 it's uh, sort of just stem from uni that, just sort of always taking on loads and then just sort of fighting the time. But yeah, it's cool, it's nice, it's nice to be busy. So what past experiences have you had of working in the radio industry? Um, oh, this is mad to be honest. Like, I think I went for a stage when I sort of hit, it sort of hit me that I wanted to work in radio. And obviously you only get to a sort of age where you can start volunteering and start doing work experience at like a certain point. So I think as soon as I got to that age, I was sort of already stuck in the mindset that I'd just sort of do as much as I could. So I think maybe when I was probably like the age like 15, I started doing a hospital radio. Um, luckily it was like a couple of minutes from my house so I'd just pop around there um, every Tuesday and sort of um, present and produce a show around there sort of gave me a nice taste into it and then I was lucky enough to be given working experience on Radio 2 just before I came to uni so that was obviously really useful probably came a little bit too early for me to be honest but because um, I was sort of a little bit out of my depth and I think you only just learn not how to like behave at work experience but how to get the most out of it at a certain age so sort of probably came a little bit too early at the age of 16 that. And then I think when I came to uni, it was just a case of let's let's just do everything we can. So I spent about a year at Rinse FM while I was at uni. I spent a year at Soho Radio. And then I was just dipping all over the place. Just sort of like whenever an opportunity come up, I'd sort of just take it. Um, so even like working on like production, like first dates, doing work experience. I mean, I've no interest in, in going into TV whatsoever. But um, yeah, I was never going to say no to working on first dates and just taking another another thing off on the uh on the cv so worked quite nicely but now yeah um past is just all over the place to be honest but obviously it just all builds up doesn't it how did you get your work experience at radio 2 this, this is um this is mad so the sixth form that i went to in colchester is the same sixth form that dermot o'leary went to and he it's quite i think it's pretty sure it's quite a um a, a normal story like it's, it's well known that he was like a bit of a naughty child at, at um college and sort of wasn't always up to scratch with stuff but like there was just a case of he was obviously good at what he'd done um and i think the the college was really good to him and he just wanted to give back to the college and to sort of like the the younger media industry in general and sort of people coming through coming through the ranks at, at that sort of age so he created a charity called the tuscar trust which i don't i might be wrong here i'm not sure if they are still still running but the tuscar trust basically exists to give um, people that wanted to go into media opportunities to sort of learn and, and sort of gain skills. So at our sixth form, they done a um, 
they done like a, I don't know how to describe it, like a competition or like a tournament as such to sort of see who would be worthy of the, of the work experience. And about 100 people entered. And then they do round after round to get to a point where like, oh, we've got, say, four or five people now. You can go and get some work experience. And I managed, I managed to get through, get through to like the bottom three of that. And then just got a call one day saying, oh, um, we've, we've sorted out work experience on Radio 2. Um, which which was mental to be honest because obviously like I didn't I didn't expect it I didn't really know what was gonna what was gonna come from it uh, but yeah then I just spent a work working on Jeremy uh, a week working on Jeremy Vine and then a month later worked on one of the live events as well so that was that was pretty mad but like I said I think it came a little bit too early because I hadn't really done any like major work experience so far it was only like hospital radio and the old college radio bits so to sort of just get chucked into the deep end obviously it's a sick experience but it would have been much more useful like two, three years down the line, if that makes sense. Yeah. So where did your interest in radio begin? To be honest, I couldn't, I can't really pinpoint a moment. I'd probably say I was like, always really interested in media. Um, like there was no doubt that I was going to take it at GCSE level. And obviously that's, I'm guessing for the majority of people that are in, that are in radio, but I think radio in general sort of hit me probably at the age of like 14, 15. I just clocked that I was sort of listening all the time. So like even if it was just like I'd be playing Xbox with a mate and that, like I'd always have it on. And I think it just got to a point where I was like, I know, like, I actually really do like this, like I'm passionate about it. And then obviously you start looking to go into to hospital radio and sort of picking up a bit of experience and just sort of narrowing things down. And I think it just came from that. Like there wasn't really a pinpoint moment where I'm like, right, this is what I want to do. It just sort of developed over time. So you sort of mentioned before you started in hospital radio and did bits in college, but what made you want to be part of your university student radio station? Uh, to be honest, I think it's a no-brainer, isn't it? I mean, if, if anyone's at uni and isn't part of the student radio station and you want to go into radio, then it's probably not going to happen, is it, to be honest? Like, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a mad thing. Obviously, it can happen, but um, it's, it's such a key platform to, to just experiment, uh, learn, and even, even just muck about while, while you're sort of just having fun with it. Um, it's just, if, if, you, if you are interested in going into radio, it's, it's, it's vital, I'd say. Because, um, I mean, as soon as, soon as I joined Westminster, um, obviously Smoke Radio, with it being like a radio course that I was on and being quite like a media, media-centric campus, Smoke Radio was just plastered all over the campus. Um, so you sort of just jump straight into it from there. And then, yeah, just sort of get, get sucked into it straight away. Did you always want to go into radio because you said you did a radio course at uni? Yeah, yeah. Like I say, it was, I was scared going into it because obviously, like I say, I was always, I was always into media um, and I knew that I wanted to do radio. But I knew the second I went into a radio degree, I was like, oh, what happens if I get six months in and think, oh, no, I don't want to do radio anymore? And I'm literally stuck in a degree that is specifically radio and not TV or not journalism or, or not sports media or something along the long, like same lines as that. But to be honest, obviously I made the right choice um, and the, the course was sick. But um, yeah, I'd say, I'd say that, was, that was always like the aim coming from the course. Um, and then I just sort of diverted elsewhere into like music and, and events bits and all over the place. Did your course give you any sort of extra opportunities to get into the radio industry, would you say? Um, I think... The course, yeah, but I think that massively stems from being in London. And obviously, when, when, I, was search, when I was searching unis, um, I think my five choices were Birmingham City, Bournemouth, Staffordshire, Westminster and Chester, potentially. Um, but I think just being 
being set straight, like right, right in the heart of London, obviously, is where, well, everyone knows where a lot of opportunities are anyway, not, not all of them. Um, obviously, the course can pick up on that, especially when, obviously, ex-students get roles at, at places in London and then can offer experience out from there. And it's just, it's just much easier. Um, and obviously, because there's quite a, quite a solid community radio hub in London too, um, with Soho Radio and Rinse and, and Represent and, and, and all, of, all of that sort of stuff, then it just sort of falls onto the course. So they're always looking for people to sort of come in, help out, learn, gain experience, obviously help run the station. And it just is one of those where, obviously, yeah, the, the course does help that, but you do have to sort of put the work in yourself. And obviously it's such, it's such a cliche, I hate saying it, but it is obviously one of them where you put, the more, the more you put into it, the more you get out of it. So yeah, now the course does help, but um, yeah, you sort of make your own luck in that sense, I'd imagine. What were some of your highlights during your time in student radio? Oh, um, makes me sad thinking back about it. Like, <laughs> I've only been, I've only been out of it like two years, but it's just, it's such a sick experience, isn't it? Um, to be honest, I think over the first year, I was quite just sort of, I was quite all over the place with it. I was just sort of like taking everything on board, doing a bit of presenting, jumping into like the main events. Um, but it was towards the end of first year where I started doing a bit more music and interview stuff. Um, ended up taking a role as head of music in second year and then just sort, sort of got really, really focused on the music side of things. Um, and then from that, um, Scott, who at the time was just sort of looking into forming like the music, the music network within the SRA, um, was picking up loads of sick opportunities. So I ended up interviewing the likes of like Craig David, London Grammar, Nick Mulvey, Vance Joy, just like really big artists that if you said to me before going to uni and had the opportunity to interview, I'd have absolutely no chance. Like I didn't think I'd be sat in a recording studio in in London with uh, for 20, 30 minutes with Craig David putting together like an hour show. Um, and I think that obviously highlights the fact of what, what student radio can actually do for you um, and just what, what 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 it can offer if you're willing to put the work in for it uh, but obviously yeah that that's definitely a highlight and then obviously just like the sort of the experience and the mates you get from it as well like some some of my best nights at uni were just sort of sat in the studio just like not mucking about but just having a laugh and sort of doing what we all actually enjoy doing but yeah that was two years ago and it's uh it's gone quick since but it's a sick experience what made you want to be part of the sra committee um, I don't know. I think I think it was more the role that that sucked me into that one. I think um, because, like I say, I've I've sort of had quite a music radio crossover for the past two years or such, two three years. So I've been across both sort of like the music and radio industries, and the, the role um, of charge officer sort of sits right right in the middle of it. Like you're you're constantly chatting uh, like across the music industry. Obviously, we're, we're looking at what the top 20 tracks are across across student radio. And then you're also looking at student radio and what you can sort of help and improve in that sense. So it's, it's a really nice crossover. Um, so I think the the role itself sort of put, put me on a bit of a ledge to apply for it because it, it's such a nice role and it fits, it fits to my career really nicely. But at the same time, like obviously the SRA is such, such a quality organisation um, in terms of building the future of radio and the people coming through. Um, to sit and actually create opportunities for people on a weekly basis um, and see people thriving from is so, so like, rewarding. It's really, really um, good to see. So, yeah, a bit, bit of both, really. Um, but obviously the, the role itself was, was quite a pivotal part of that. 
So what does your role involve as chart show officer for the Student Radio Association? Um, right, so I effectively make sure the show is of as, as good quality as it can be. So on a weekly basis, making sure that the content that we're going out and is being listened to by, say, artists, managers, other student radio stations, students, lecturers, like all, all of the, all of sort of like our target audience, just making sure that the show is right for that audience, making sure it, it sounds good, making sure the quality is good, the content within the show sort of fits, the interviews are there, the competitions are there, and obviously effectively just overseeing the, the general content and the basis of the show, because obviously it changes, it changes um, week on week who, who goes to the show and it goes around the, around the country. So there's that, but obviously there, there's other roles to it as well in the sense that we have to make sure that stations are playing on a weekly basis. So um, keeping check of the syndication, making sure that um, it's going out on the, on the 30 stations that it should be and effectively just building the opportunities within the show. Um, so, I mean, we have, we have, say we have 30 shows, we have two um, interviews per show. Gives us 60 interviews over the year, mainly with, with top artists. So like this year we've had, we've had Foles, Hot Chip, Bombay Bicycle Club, like we've had some huge artists on, on the chart. Um, and obviously giving those opportunities out to, to the right people, people that have been putting a great amount of effort in and just making sure the chart is obviously top notch really. I understand you've been re-elected as the chart show officer. Why did you want to continue this role? Um, <laughs> yeah, so like I say, the, ch the chart is, I think it's such a good platform. Um, and it and it always has been. It's all, always sat amongst as one of the key the key platforms that the SRA can offer. It offers a great opportunity for for students to really put the work in. I think when we um, when we hosted it at Smoke, for, well, I think we did, we did three years on the trot. I remember it being a, bit, a big moment, sort of every every year we hosted it. And it's 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 rare that you get a team of say ten to fifteen people to come together and really put. 100% in to make sure the show is, is sounding as good as it can because obviously when it's going out across 30 stations you want to showcase yourself in the right level so obviously the show is quality and it, it always has been it's always it's always sat in, in a really nice sort of pocket on its own but I think there's still so much more that we can do with it um, and obviously the music side of the SRA is going really nicely we're getting more and more interviews on a weekly basis um, artists are really keen to get involved like I said, the chart is really representing what student radio is all about. So there's still like a lot of stuff that we can grow with over the course of the year. And hopefully this year, yeah, gives, gives, gives me a good opportunity to do that. So are you sort of the person who contacts the artists and get them involved with the chart shows? Yeah, to some extent. So there's a, there's a music team um, that sits within the SRA. Um, and obviously all, all three of us within the team are, are constantly in contact with record labels and artists and, and seeing what's coming up, seeing what works on the show. And like I say, artists, artists are keen to get involved. Um, we, have, we have a really good platform there. It goes out across 30 student radio stations. So it, yeah, the artists, artists are keen and it's, it's really good for us to sort of keep, keep building that. But yeah, the team of three of us um, are always working, working on top of that to make sure that make sure that the show the show is as good as it can be that's that's scott and ben within, within the music team um, but yeah now that that role is very music based but obviously at the same time making sure that the, the radio side of things are right and scratch as well yeah i think that's what's great about student radio is you get those artists that might be known to some people but 
they're a bit less well known and you help sort of support them and get them heard and then I mean that's yeah. great just helping them get known in the industry to people as well yeah that, that's pretty much a nail on the head with it like I say we have we have we do get big artists but then we also get the artists to watch um the, the stuff that we know within the next year is is going to be heard across the whole of campus um and like I say we give we give students a chance to sort of interview them at the first point of the career just before they make that big step up to sort of 5,000, 6,000 capacity venues or, or even bigger. And yeah, it's, it's, it's sick to be honest. Like obviously it's, it's a great experience. It must be great if you're in student radio to then say, oh, I've interviewed this artist who is now massive in the music industry. Yeah, exactly. Like that's, that's what I say. Like when I was at Smoking sort of got to a point where I was just, right, I'm not going to say no to, to anything here and just sort of interview every, every artist that comes across. Obviously, there is, like, without saying that, there's obviously going to be the other artists which just don't really amount to, to much and sort of in a couple of years, the career does die down. But obviously, there, there is somewhere you're sort of sat there and you're like, right, this artist is going to be massive. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good experience to be able to offer that out. And obviously, the chart is, is a great platform to sort of showcase the work as well. And finally, what advice would you give to those currently in student radio that would like to work in the radio industry? I've, to be honest, I think what I think what I've done is has worked massively for me, um, and that is purely just not saying no to a single opportunity, um, even if it is an opportunity you think is ah, I'm not really too keen on that. Like you don't really know who you're going to meet um, or on sort of each tri each trip out to a new like new adventure as such. So I I personally yeah got to a point where I was like right I want to do this I'm not going to say no to anything and that that's worked massively for me just through the people that you meet um the, the buildings that you enter like you're always gonna open yourself up to possibly be recognized elsewhere so yeah de definitely i'd say i'd say that is the main thing but then it's also a case of just just actually chatting to people and just being yourself because and i, I, st I stick by this i remember i heard someone say it at an sra conference a couple of years back can't remember who it was but like when you when you do meet people say you're meeting people for like the third or fourth time people that are higher up within radio and music as well. Like they don't always just want to talk about radio and music, Like they, they sort of just want to like get your personality across and just actually like have a chat. So just being friendly and actually being able to like talk to people like on a, on a, on a one-to-one -one basis, obviously yeah, whilst being good at what you're doing and sort of taking every opportunity you can. Yeah. I just think all of that sort of together come, comes in quite nicely in a sense of building, building your own luck to go forward. Well, thank you for being part of the podcast, Mark. It's been great to talk to you and hear your radio journey. Yeah, cheers. I mean, I'll, to be honest, I don't really get a chance to like, reflect on it that much. So it's actually quite nice to chat it through. And obviously, remember three years at Smoke and how, how sort of like great it, it actually is. So obviously, to like, finish off on a note there, like, if you are thinking about getting involved in student radio, like, do it. Like, there's, there really is like, nothing to hold back on whatsoever. So yeah, it's, it's sick and just get involved is, is cool. Yeah, definitely a lot of opportunities in student radio. Without a doubt. Um, but yeah, no, th thanks so much for having us on. Um, it's, it's class to reflect on it. That's all right. Thank you again, Mark, for being part of the podcast and talking to me about your time in student radio and your role in the SRA. Good luck with your continued role for the SRA as the chart show officer. Stay tuned for more student radio stories to come. Bye, everyone.